0: Section four of the American Postal Service, second edition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The American Postal Service, second edition by Louis Millius. Chapter three, Department Operations, Part two the per capita cost in rural delivery the per capita cost in the rural delivery service has been a matter of considerable interest to those who are following the progress and extension of this branch of the public service the great advance which has been made in this service and the still greater extent to which it is proposed to extend it embracing ultimately all patrons wherever located naturally raises the question of cost as a whole and the cost per patron charles emery smith postmaster-general in nineteen hundred who was one of the staunch friends of rural delivery in its early days said the gross cost could be estimated by three methods cost per square mile cost per capita and cost per county adhering to the subject in hand it may be stated that he found the cost per capita at that time to be ninety two point seven serving a population of about two million people on something less than three thousand routes there is no reliable data covering the period to nineteen ten upon this subject but taking an estimate based upon close calculation it is found that notwithstanding the tremendous growth of this service during that time reaching in nineteen ten to over forty one thousand routes and accommodating over twenty million patrons the cost per capita had arisen to only one point seven nine seven and now with nearly forty three thousand routes and serving over twenty six million people as patrons the cost per capita is but one point nine six six no answer as to cost considering the known value of such service could be illustrated more forcibly than by the figures here presented if the undeniable benefits of rural service to the people can be given with ever-increasing efficiency at a cost no greater than that it can be reasonably assumed that the people who live upon the farms of the united states and endure the hardships of such life with its many attendant inconveniences are certainly entitled to their share of public benefit especially when as shown the cost is so small compared to the immeasurable advantages afforded the city delivery service of the nation with its thirty four thousand carriers costs now over forty three million dollars no computation of cost per capita in this service has ever been made and relative comparison cannot be given but such figures as are available show that in nineteen eleven the per capita cost of serving the people in the cities of the country was one dollar and forty cents and that in nineteen sixteen this cost had increased to one dollar and seventy five cents when the comparatively comfortable conditions under which city delivery is conducted is considered and the proportionate difference in appropriation taken into account it will appear that the excess of cost in the rural delivery is no greater than might naturally be expected from the peculiar nature of the service the territory to be covered and the almost insurmountable conditions with which it has to contend indeed it is a matter of surprise that the cost of service per capita under the circumstances is so small To keep down the public expense to so low a figure, while extending this service to millions of people heretofore denied this privilege, should be a matter of congratulations and encourage the hope, as well as assure the ultimate end towards which all rural delivery aims and activities are directed, viz. countrywide extension. Some Necessary Conditions of Rural Delivery england france and germany antedate us in the establishment of rural delivery but the service there is bureaucratic originating always with the post office officials and dominated by red-tape requirements ours is democratic and cooperative it is established upon petitions sent through representatives in congress irrespective of party affiliation however any application received from a postmaster or individual showing reasonable warrant for the establishment of a rural route in any community will be given careful consideration by the department it is absolutely free the only conditions the government makes in establishing and maintaining service is that those who desire to avail themselves of its beneficent provisions shall do their part towards rendering it of public advantage viz. by mending their roads, building bridges over unbridged creeks and streams, see that the county commissioners give prompt attention to such needs, and provide themselves with suitable receiving-boxes, conveniently placed along the roadside that the carrier can readily deposit and collect mail without alighting from his conveyance. Patrons can do much towards aiding the government in this matter, and they doubtless do their bit in a willing and accommodating spirit annual cost per patron and pieces handled in rural delivery service a study of the annual cost per patron in the rural delivery service for the year nineteen sixteen shows that in the states of california and utah and in the district of columbia it was less than one dollar each in the states of alabama arizona Arkansas, colorado connecticut delaware florida georgia idaho kentucky louisiana maryland massachusetts mississippi new jersey north carolina oregon pennsylvania rhode island south carolina tennessee texas virginia washington and west virginia it was more than a dollar and less than two dollars In Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Oklahoma, Vermont, Wisconsin, and Wyoming, it was more than $2 and less than $3. And in North and South Dakota, it was over $3 and less than $4 annual cost of the service for patron decreased from 2066 in 1915 to 1966 in 1916 the annual cost per piece of mail handled on rural routes was lowest in the states of arizona california connecticut massachusetts rhode island utah and the district of columbia and highest in arkansas florida mississippi north and south carolina and tennessee annual cost per price handled was point o one four four in nineteen fifteen and point o one five o in nineteen sixteen the states which had the largest number of patrons served on rural routes over a million in each were georgia illinois indiana iowa michigan missouri new york north carolina Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas. The states which had less than 100,000 patrons served were Arizona, Delaware, Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Rhode Island, Utah, Wyoming, and the District of Columbia. Population and Extension of Rural Service Relative to the provision in the Act making appropriations for the Rural Service for the fiscal year 1917, quote, that rural mail delivery shall be extended so as to serve as nearly as practicable the entire rural population of the United States. End quote. It should be stated that rural delivery service covered, at the end of the fiscal year 1916, 1,037,259 miles of roads, while Star Route service was operating upon 139,643 miles. It is estimated that there are 2,199,646 miles of public roads in the United States, so that there remains 1,022,753 miles of roads on which no mail service is in operation. At the end of the fiscal year 1916, an estimated population of 26,307,686 was served by rural routes, 520,000 by star routes, and approximately 10,000,000 by fourth-class post offices. The total rural population in the United States is placed at 43,991,722. It will be seen, therefore, that while 83% of the rural population is receiving convenient mail service, 47% of the rural road mileage is uncovered speeding up the rural service by motor vehicle this is a time of intense activity action is demanded everywhere and get there is the cry of the day brevity and speed are in close fellowship in the business world and competition spurs on towards the greatest possible endeavor in any direction where advantage lies expedients no longer serve only that which is best and in the highest degree efficient can hope to survive the introduction of the motor car in transforming conditions and producing wonderful changes is characteristic of this pushing age time is money the motor has demonstrated its value and dominates the field for all far-reaching enterprise businessmen recognize its tremendous possibilities and advantageous help in saving time and abridging distance It spells efficiency in commercial life, and men strain a point to bring themselves up alongside their pushing and wide-awake neighbors in availing themselves of this great modern aid to the completest equipment. The farmer, realizing what can accomplish in his particular domain, has hastened to supply himself with what will contribute to his profit, and he finds in this great adjunct to energetic industrial life the means of increasing his business and enlarging his vision of opportunity and desire motor vehicle service is of course an innovation upon the twenty four mile horse drawn route and as any innovation upon old established custom may expect to meet objection in the administration of public affairs especially when such an innovation contemplates a readjustment of routes and a possible reduction of carriers objection was raised in some quarters but the desire to secure all the benefit which the parcel post could give by the opportunity afforded by zone extension was a determining factor in the case and the postmaster-general availing himself of the power vested in him by act of congress ordered its establishment due regard being had to the limitations and conditions under which it could be operated experience has justified the wisdom of such action motor vehicles were accordingly introduced into the rural service in nineteen fifteen to meet this demand for greater expedition in service and the transportation of increased amounts of parcel post and mail matter on extended routes and principally from the larger cities these routes must however be fifty miles in length and the compensation is fixed at not more than eighteen hundred dollars per annum the carriers to furnish and maintain their own motor vehicles on June thirtieth nineteen sixteen five hundred of such routes were in operation with a total length of twenty six thousand eight hundred seventy eight miles averaging fifty three point seven five six miles per route with an annual cost of eight hundred seventy seven thousand eight hundred twenty four dollars or an average of one thousand seven hundred fifty five dollars and sixty five cents per route these motor routes superseded horse-drawn vehicle service formerly costing one million ninety three thousand one hundred and six dollars a year are an annual saving of five hundred and fifteen thousand two hundred ninety four dollars motor routes are of especial benefit in sections where railroad facilities are lacking the greater distance covered by motor routes makes it possible for a much larger number of persons in given localities to communicate with one another on the same day, eliminating the necessity for taking the mail to post offices for redispatch, and in some instances transshipment over one or more railroads. Better facilities are also afforded for transportation of products of the farm. Indianapolis, Indiana is a conspicuous example of the efficiency of this service in reducing postage. A twenty-pound package mailed on a rural route from one office in Marion County, addressed to a patron of a rural route on another, which would have cost twenty-four cents, can now be carried for fifteen cents, and a fifty-pound package from one point to another, the cost of which would have been fifty-four cents, will now cost but thirty cents. Village Delivery in furtherance of the desire of the government to do everything in its power to oblige and accommodate the people of the country and enlarge every privilege which could advance their interests or provide for their comfort the question of the extension of village delivery for which there has been considerable demand but which has heretofore received little encouragement was taken up with a view of securing such action from congress as would allow further extensions to be made the original appropriation being too limited for the purpose between the very great facilities afforded dwellers in the cities and the almost equally great accommodation shown to those in the rural sections village delivery was but imperfectly considered and the benefits and advantage which a more direct attention to these needs could be secured was allowed to remain in abeyance or at least not given the attention it deserved but the claim of the residents of small towns to equal privileges with more favored localities was at length recognized and village delivery which was established to put into operation in nineteen twelve was extended until two hundred and eighty of such towns now have this accommodation employing four hundred carriers The entrance salary paid village delivery carriers is at a rate of $600 per annum and increased to $690 per annum after 12 months of satisfactory service. Only communities where the annual post office receipts amount to $5,000 are entitled to this service. Carriers appointed at third-class offices are not subject to civil service rules, as such offices are not classified. When the receipts amount to $8,000 per annum, the offices advance to second class and the village directory carriers are given a civil service status. City Delivery In 1864, the number of city delivery offices was 66, number of carriers 685, cost of service 1864 $317,063.20. In 1916, the number of offices was 1,864, number of carriers, 34,114, and the cost of service, 43,136,818. Average annual salaries of carriers for the past four years has increased from $1,080.22 to $1,115.46. Carriers enter the service at a salary of $800 per annum, and are promoted annually on their service record through the various grades, until they reach the salary of $1,100 at first-class offices, and $1,000 at offices of the second-class, after which promotion depends upon their exceptional efficiency. Star Routes june thirtieth nineteen sixteen the number of star routes was eleven thousand one hundred eighty seven length in miles one hundred forty seven thousand one hundred sixty seven average cost per mile of length of routes fifty four dollars and sixteen cents per mile of travel ten point two six cents in the renewal of contracts on certain routes in the western states under new form of advertisement there was a reduction in the cost of operation of one hundred and thirty thousand dollars star routes are so called because originally a star appeared on the advertisements for contract bidding to distinguish them from other contracts and because of the words with due celerity certainty and security which appeared in connection with such contract service the purpose of star route service is to serve post offices off the line of railroad travel and incidentally such families as may live between those post offices who erect boxes or hang out satchels to receive their mail also to collect mail where proper provision has been made for this purpose no bid submitted under an advertisement for star route service will be considered unless the bidder shall agree in his bid that in the event of the contract being awarded to him he will reside on or contiguous to the route and give his personal supervision to the performance of the service postal savings the postal savings system was inaugurated january third nineteen eleven in june nineteen sixteen the number of depositors was six hundred and two thousand nine hundred thirty seven and the balance to the credit of depositors was eighty six million nineteen thousand eight hundred eighty five dollars the denominations of postal notes or certificates are five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars and one hundred dollars and they may be purchased at any postal depository the interest allowed by the government is two percent these deposits may be exchanged in amounts of twenty dollars and multiples thereof for two and a half percent u s postal savings registered or coupon bonds postal certificates are made at the bureau of engraving and printing money order system dr charles f Macdonald, who had been greatly interested and had taken an active part in the establishment of the money order system was upon its inauguration in may eighteen sixty four appointed as superintendent he is often called the father of the money order system and doubtless with some considerable justice he labored untiringly to make it a success and upon his death in 1902 it was found that he had bequeathed two thousand dollars to the united states to be used by the postmaster-general in the improvement of that service and congress by act of october twenty second nineteen thirteen accepted the gift and the commission appointed by the postmaster-general in furtherance of the act recommended that a vignette of dr Macdonald be placed on the money-order draft forms this recommendation was approved by the Postmaster-General and carried into effect orders issued nineteen sixteen one hundred and twenty one million six hundred and thirty six thousand eight hundred and eighteen amount seven hundred and nineteen million three hundred and sixty four thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars and forty six cents orders paid and repaid number. One hundred twenty two million three hundred seventy nine thousand one hundred thirteen amount seven hundred twenty million five hundred eighty four thousand seven hundred nineteen dollars and fifty eight cents net money order revenue for nineteen sixteen six million eight hundred twenty one thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars and seventy five cents stamp books the need for some convenient way of handling postage stamps when more were purchased than immediately required and which need was long felt and operated as a bar against the purchase of stamps in any considerable quantity for occasional use led the hon edwin c madden third assistant postmaster-general to consider some method of remedying this lack and on march twenty sixth nineteen hundred after considerable experiment with paper of various kinds to suit the purpose devised the stamp book now in use of which millions of copies are annually sold in nineteen sixteen the department issued twenty eight million five thousand nine hundred and thirty of these books and the demand for them is constantly increasing these books are made of six different kinds books containing twenty-four and ninety-six stamps of the one-cent denomination twelve twenty-four and forty-eight of the two-cent denomination and a book containing both one-cent and two-cent stamps biz twenty-four one-cent and twenty-four two-cent In this connection it may be but just to divide the credit of the origin of the stamp-book with Captain Bain of the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, who, it is said, had the project in mind for some time previous to its inauguration as a public accommodation. Mr. Madden is usually given the credit, but, as stated, the credit may perhaps be fairly divided, as it is understood that both these gentlemen collaborated in the perfection of the project. End of section 4